Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. In two years' time, the world's top winter sports athletes will compete at the Winter Olympic Games in Milan. Yet already average winter sports fans have had access to venues on par with Olympic standards in Hohat, capital city of North China's Inner Mongolia Autonomous Region. It's a first in the history of China's national winter games. Hello, I'm Lai Ming and this is Roundtable. Today with my colleagues Neil Holing and Braden Yates, we will take a look at the ongoing 2024 National Winter Games of China to get a feel of our growing enthusiasm in winter sports. So, um, to begin with, some background information. The Games started on February uh, 17. 17th yeah. and will last until the 27th of, this, of the same month. And um, there are some specialties. I mean, already some results are coming out, right? Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, I think that, you know, there's a lot to be said about the National Winter Games that China hosts. I mean, the fact that there's, what, 3,700 athletes competing. it You know, there are domestic sports competitions around the world, but it seems like China does it bigger and better than most, I guess, you know, on a par with the likes of the United States and so on. But, um, I mean, for example, in South Africa, if we had, you know, a summer sports um, you know, domestic sports competition. National um, level? Yeah, yeah, at national level, it's still relatively small. I mean, we have domestic sports competitions like um, in popular sports like rugby and football that are quite big. But in terms of, you know, like um, Olympic-style sports, they're s- tiny compared to um, the the enormity of the events that China puts on. So that's also really impressive to see. There's definitely been some standout performers. I guess one of the standouts for me so far is Sun Long. Um, he won his third of four gold medals um, in the men's 1,000-meter short track final. Um, he was also a part of Jilin's win in the 5,000-meter relay where he picked up the fourth of his four gold medals. Um, and considering it's so early on in the competition to have already picked up four medals is pretty impressive and he's probably going to be somebody to to watch out for at the the Milan Winter Games right. like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And another guy who got uh, his fourth gold medal is Wang Chang although he probably wouldn't make it to uh, the Milan uh, Winter Olympics because mm. he uh, openly said that this is probably his last it's national veteran, winter, right? mm. yeah. last national winter games being born in the year 1993 so about the age of 30. <laughs> is that old? I'm I was born in 93 now I feel old. <laughs> Well, it depends so, on am the I kind a veteran in sports terms? Industry you talk about, yes. Yeah, right. but just a baby in this industry, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Thankfully. <laughs> so Wang Qiang, uh, like you said, uh, won four gold medals, uh, in, including the one in men's skiathlon, 15 kilometers plus 15 kilometers, yes. and men's 15 kilometers classic, and men's sprint free, and also a team gold medal, uh, men's team sprint classic. So um, he will have two more competitions uh, on mm. the 21st, and uh, 24th, uh, we look forward to seeing him getting more uh, positive results. Yeah, and hopefully he can be convinced to maybe participate in Milan. I know, like you said, he, he this is supposed to be his last competition, but it sounds like he's he's still got it. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening when Milan comes around. Mm. And for those who are not that closely following all these games, we get to see that actually, maybe you don't know this, but it is actually the largest ever of its kind with the participation yeah. of over 3,000 athletes. Amazing. Yeah. 
Yes, like Brenda has said, and those athletes compete in 176 events of eight categories, including skating, skiing, biathlon, curling, ice hockey, snow mobiling. All、um, of my favorites. Oh, really? <laughs> so popular in South Africa. <laughs> no, no, we don't have a drop of snow, unfortunately. And one specific one is ski mountaineering.、Uh, apparently, this is a event that will also be featured and be played during the Milan Games, which、mm. is why it's now already also. So in this times game in Inner Mongolia, and we get to see that the scale, the number of people participating, as well as the judges participating in this games, is also the largest of its kind. And one other change, or one other, in my opinion, update,、uh, upgrade of the game is that we introduced a lot of, let's say, people from the general public to、mm-hmm. participate.、Yeah. We've got a mass public mass competing participations. Participation.、Uh, Over 400 participations、um, from the general public. They get to, you know, try a little bit of their skills in this very up to standard rev-、uh, venues and、uh, facilities, and that is also a characteristic of this year's、mm-hmm. game. I think this is a great example of how the. How impactful the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics was, because just two years later, like you, you've you've said, we've seen a record amount of、um, members of the public participating. We've seen a record number of athletes participating in the national games. So just two years or a year after、um, the the Winter Olympics,、um, the the increase in popularity of winter sports in China is is pretty phenomenal from a Amateur point of view and a professional point of view, but perhaps it's、uh, fortunate to have the 14th、uh, National Winter Games hosted this year because、uh, it was originally planned to start、uh, in the year of 2020, but、mm. due to COVID, it was、Four、postponed. Right, and as a result, is is held after the Winter Olympics as、mm. compared to before. So a bit of a blessing in disguise.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so some of the experiences, some of the Uh, uh, the facilities, facilities can, yeah. So some of the events are actually held in Yanqing, which was used for the Beijing Winter Olympics. Well, actually, we see that the original.、Uh, we see, according to a 2023 Global Times report,、uh, the lead of the preparation team of an ice hockey and curling hall in、um, Holmber said that the delay allowed them to make the event more updated and、mm. smarter. The original. Tempered glass pa-、uh, panel or wall panel wall surrounding the rink were has been placed with a acrylic board material that can be replaced in five minutes if it is broken during a game. So, scoring video recording playback systems and an uninterruptible power supply were also installed based on feedback from test games. So definitely, we are looking at certain upgrading. And back to what Brendan has already mentioned. Yes. After the Olympic Winter Games has been held here in China, people's enthusiasm over winter sports, snow and ice sports, are definitely, I would say, being ignited. Yeah, we talked about winter sports earlier on Roundtable with the exact same lineup, and I talked about one of my friends being so enthusiastic in、um, skiing, and after she broke her leg. On the snow, she insisted that her husband would continue to enjoy, and she would go to the hospital by herself because、oh. that's how much love they put into this.、Amazing. And I've also seen people spending all of their weekends in winter time to go to nearby mountains、oh, to、yeah. snow. I can attest、uh, to that as well. I mean, yeah, I、You've、went to、that? Yulong.、Uh, 
ski Snow resort. Mountain. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah, and um, we went at like uh, I think I think we arrived at about ten o'clock in the morning, so it was relatively empty at that point. So thankfully, I mean, this was my first snowboarding experience, uh-huh. so I had relatively a relatively clear path to to try it for the first time. But I mean, within two hours, it was absolutely packed. Um, and, and this is kind of late in the season as well. So you can clearly see that the popularity of winter sports in China is definitely, um, like you said, has been ignited since the, the winter games. And it's seen everywhere. I mean, in suburb of Beijing, where the capital steel uh, factory floor uh, yes. that was used to host some of the games during the 2022 Winter Olympics, now is fully packed in, in mm. the past winter. I mean, I... My son and I, we went uh, skiing. Oh, no, skiing. Is this skiing. The, one in, the one in Xijingshan here? The one, uh, yeah. Yeah, I went. I had uh, my New Year's celebration there. I watched the countdown at that facility. And even for that, it was and it was snowing and freezing, but it was it was packed with <laughs> it people. Was, it was packed. So yeah. uh, we had quite the fun there. And then uh, perhaps on a different uh, level and in terms of tourism, in the Harbin uh, city in the uh, northern Heilongjiang yes. province, I think it was attracting a lot of uh, tourists. Uh, partly amounts. because uh, of... Yeah. Ice and snow, and it dominated social media too. Whenever I opened up um, WeChat or whatever social media platform, um, everyone that I knew that was in China was was heading down to to that part of uh, the country <laughs> at some point. It became hu- hugely popular. One of the biggest trending locations, I would say, on social media this year for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this year at the uh, China National Winter Games, uh, New Holing mentioned earlier, there's mass, mass and public participation in this. Nearly 400 people who are big fans of winter sports, they, they took part. And some of the events at the Winter Games, national level, they they made it made the rules specifically to include the average people. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there is demand that you need to have, if it's a team event, you need to have someone that's aged between 8 and 14 and then you need to also have someone that's aged between 50 and 60. Wow. So it's a very inclusive yeah. uh, event that's, that the uh, the organizers have uh, designed for, for p- particularly uh, for this year. And what other interesting, uh, what was what, the other thing that keep coming up is the keyword Milan. I mean, it seems to, to us that this year uh, we really uh, have geared up the preparation in terms of uh, getting our athletes ready for, for the next uh, Olympic Games. Hmm. Well, that's one thing. And on the other hand, I feel like it's not like we are actively or proactively preparing for the Olympic we Winter Games. We are actively and proactively <laughs> yes, preparing. Yes, on, on top of that, it's more like we are upgrading the standards of the National Games as well. We are making better facilities. We are introducing more internationally recognized roles and judges. We are allowing our athletes to compete in a if there is a more professional ways. And that is definitely something very fortunate for the professional athletes. You get to uh, get yourself prepared for the most, let's say, highest level of standards, of rules, of conditions. And that's great for them professionally. Yeah, professionally, I think it applies to office workers just as much as it applies to professional athletes. Mm. I mean, for office workers or or even military uh, military members, I mean, you need to engage some in, in some major projects in peacetime yeah. for the soldiers. Perhaps they can brag about participating <laughs> in certain yes. military drills. Right. I mean, this is a very important event for office workers. I've, uh, for instance, in the in the area of advertising, I've maybe I've written an advertising for this international company. That 
that's aired on TV and everywhere, and people all like it. Uh, for professional athletes, it's yeah. all about taking part in very important uh, competitions right. and, and getting results. But just with this topic in mind, I think also, like you've mentioned, upgrading to international standards and upgrading facilities and that kind of thing when it comes to and, and, and international standards when it comes to rules and regulations and that kind of thing. While it's great for the current professional athletes and members of the general public, I also think as a sustainability project, it's very important because you might have a lot of um, young and upcoming talents coming through the Chinese ranks that will now have access to better facilities. They will be exposed to international standards a lot earlier on than they may have done in the past. So I think that's also very good to um, sustain China's growth and success in winter sports. Yes, and one other thing is that this time the game is hosted by Inner Mongolia Autonomous Region. Actually, this is the first time that Inner Mongolia Autonomous Region hosts a national comprehensive sports game after its establishment over 70 years ago. It is also the first large-scale national winter sports held uh, ev- event held after the Beijing Winter Olympics, as we mentioned. And we got to see that because in Inner Mongolia, it is a place that you can find almost all the beautiful ice and snow series. And you get to see grasslands, forests, so deserts, yeah. and all that, plus snow. Oof. The scenery would change. Yeah. I mean, you get to enjoy the scenery in different conditions. Conditions. If you're prepared, because whenever I think of Inner Mongolia, I just think it must be freezing over there. And I, I struggle with the temperatures in Beijing already, so I cannot imagine how cold it must be in that region. It is a minus. It's a disadvantage to host to be hosting the games uh, at, in that part of the country. Also, it's not the most advanced in terms of economic development, which right. is why it could be a challenge for the region. But it's not to say they didn't have their advantage. advantage. Uh, I mean, in Inner Mongolia, there's the... Uh, well, Mongolian culture. I mean, the, the, for for years, the region has been hosting the uh, the Mongolian style event, more like a sports event. Uh, traditionally, I mean the Nadamu Nadam yes. fair. So uh, traditionally, the the horse riders or the uh, uh, athletic members of the of the people yeah. would uh, join and and compete in wrestling, in horse riding, and archery. Yeah, yeah. So th- there's that tradition going on there. Whenever I see imagery of that sort of region, I'm I, I normally associated with that kind of you know those historical sports and snow and ice and i think a lot of the imagery and videos that i've seen of that region it also like includes people riding horses through snow and that kind of thing that's kind of the image that i've always had in my you Mm -hmm. know i've never been there (laughs) but that's always the image i've had in my head of that region is is a lot of snow a lot of cold but also people braving those conditions and taking part in in really fun activities despite really harsh conditions and that is why this event started well has been actually a good opportunity for Inner Mongolia to demonstrate its characters, its people, its rich culture. If you take a look at the opening ceremony of this year's National Winter Games, you get to see that they include a lot of elements, traditional ones, ethnical ones, and also definitely some really futuristic ones. They've include, let's say, the different technology, AR technology, and they've made the stage very immersive. And as for the igniting for the torch ceremony, you're going to see it's also the kind of ceremony that combines uh, virtual reality with real reality. You see people using the torch to ignite the one in the um, in the actually on the stage and two beautiful and magnificent flame would run through the sky. You see the Chinese dragon, the Long, flying outside of the stadium and also the horse 
galloping outside of the stadium and igniting the one, the torchbearer on well outside, and that's yeah. In Chinese, we have this Chinese idiom "Long Ma Jing Shen," so、um, it basically means the spirit of the dragon and the horse, meaning that it's the the vigorous is quite impressive, and I. I I would like to believe that is a way to demonstrate that in real life. Certainly, and another thing that's、uh, different from previous National Winter Games is that this year,、uh, the delegations from different、uh, regions, from different provinces, autonomous regions, and municipalities, they are taking part、uh, on 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 the on individual levels. So、um, there is also the chance for、uh, different provinces, autonomous regions, and municipalities to. To, uh, develop and cultivate their own talents together,、uh, in some cases. So,、uh, China being such a populous and, and vast country in terms of population and territory,、uh, do have that advantage. I and mean, there is enough of a population base to draw talent、mm. from. And there's also、uh, enough delegations. I mean, thirty more than thirty of them. I mean, they come together and they compete. When you have that level of competition,、um, then you're more likely to find talent. Who you know who can survive and thrive in the competition? That is a really good point because if you take a look at some of the、uh, athletes in, for example, Hong Kong SAR, they would not have snow if they need to <laughs> practice. They need to、uh, take part in such trainings or activities or let's say games. It's a little bit hard for them to, let's say, have、um, local or. Uh, training in their region, but if you can collaborate with other teams, with athletes from other regions, and you can、uh, organize certain events, then it's easier for them to enjoy this game, enjoy the sport as well. So I think that is also a really good upgrade.、Mm-hmm. Just in the same way as、uh, maybe the ice and spo- ice and snow、uh, landscape and sports in Harbin attracted so many tourists to that part of the country、uh, before the end. Of Of last year,、uh, in, in Chinese traditional calendar,、uh, in the same way, I think perhaps the Inner Mongolia Autonomous Region is also attracting a lot of tourists and public attention uh, to uh, a part that previously wasn't、uh, really that widely known internationally, right? Oh, definitely. If you take a look at the situation just between November of last year and January of this year, actually the tourist number has basically doubled in Inner Mongolia. And、uh, the tourism revenue has almost tripled compared to the same period、um, the previous year. So definitely, the games ha- the game has been attracting a lot more tourists into that region. And in the meantime, it's not only due to the game itself, but also the effort made by local people. Local people have arranged and have, let's say, gathered together and、uh, arranged and held different kinds of events. Not only professional sports, but Also, the kind of recreational activities you can enjoy during the winter time、mm-hmm. in Inner Mongolia, like Brenda has mentioned, you can enjoy back horse horseback riding in snow,、yeah. and you can also play certain kind of traditional games in snow landscapes and watch、uh, people enjoy that. Well. Uh, playing their relatively more traditional, let's say, sports in this in this condition.、Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity for the country and the world to know 
uh, Inner Mongolia, and uh, uh, particularly uh, because uh, that part of the country is not very far away from, let's say, the city of Beijing and the city of Tianjin, uh, the Jingjingji uh, area. So um, it, it's, part, it's likely for the region to attract tourists from major cities that are very close by. Uh, Wulan Chapu, which we as a team uh, on Roundtable have paid a visit uh, last year, uh, we only knew it uh, as a place where people from Beijing would like to hang out in summertime mm. as, a, as a summer retreat. But now it seems that um, uh, it is also hosting some of the competitions at the National Winter Games. And uh, uh, honestly, knowing the people that we've known during our business trips, we just feel happy that uh, this is an opportunity for, for them to get the to get the names out. That is a good point. Actually, Wulan Chabo is only 300 meters away from Beijing. and A kilometer, thank you. (laughs) Kilometers away from Beijing. 300 kilometers. And it it has now opened direct flights to Shanghai. It takes only a 10-minute drive from Wulan Chabo, uh, Jining Airport, to reach two ski resorts. Hmm. And that is not the only city that is really, let's say, um, convenient to travel. Traffic-wise, if you take a look at Chifeng, the city is the closest city in Inner Mongolia to the sea port with four railways passing through it. And Chifeng Airport has launched more than 10 air routes. And if we're talking about Hulunbur, there are many railway routes reaching this city as well as several airports. So um, there is definitely this traffic advantage when it comes to hosting a national event in Inner Mongolia. Yeah. And for in, competitors and for members of the public, I suppose. Yes, yeah. you can travel there easily, mm. enjoy the game, play a little bit of sports, mm. I don't know, recreation activities in the area. Yeah, and it sounds like there's quite a few. I mean, yeah. like you, you've mentioned, you know, with the traditional sports and some of the, you know, the horseback riding through the through the snow, it sounds like a, a great place to visit regardless of the season. Mm-hmm. And and we we can't stress this enough. One of the features of this year's National Winter Games is that it has adopted an uh, uh, international standard uh, quite on par with what probably uh, we are going to see at the Milan Winter Very Olympics. Important. Yeah. And I wonder, uh, uh, Brandon, yeah. you are not originally from here and you're not no. from our culture, <laughs> right? Um, uh, whether our pre- preparation at this stage uh, in the run-up to the Milan uh, would come off as too aggressive? Uh, do we want it so badly or too badly? I don't think badly? so. You know what? I've never been someone that thinks that countries should shy away from doing the absolute best that they can at any sporting competition. And I think a country like China that traditionally is so successful at you know some Olympic sports and has recently become very um, powerful in winter sports, I think doing absolutely everything that they can to prepare for something as important as a Winter Olympics is fantastic. So I never think it's too soon or too aggressive. I think when you've got the means to be successful, you have to do everything you can to ensure that you maintain that success. Mm. And I think uh, Team China is doing that. And we're seeing that at the at the Winter Games that are currently ongoing because there are so many participants and so many record breakers and so much talent in a variety of sports. Um, it's pretty phenomenal. And I think that the rest of the world has to Definitely watch out for China when uh, they arrive when they arrive in Milan. I think they're going to put on a very strong show. That brings me um, actually to another point that we've made here on Roundtable about winter sports and winter vacations, winter resorts mm. culture here in China. We mentioned in the early winter this well er, earlier in the winter this year is that China. Pe- 
China didn't used to have a culture of enjoying winter resorts or snow resorts during winter time. We don't really didn't used to spend time in Swiss for the winter. That kind of culture didn't used to exist. But I feel like with the Winter Olympics as well as the National Winter Games, more and more people are exposed to winter sports. We started to be able to enjoy winter sports ourselves and started to、yeah. see the excitement and the fun watching a winter sport. What I've been amazed by is how quickly it seems to have caught on. Because since I've arrived in Beijing, it feels like there's always been a culture of enjoying winter time and winter. To sports and going to winter facilities, but it's but actually a new phenomenon. Th- that's、yeah. what I'm hearing from you guys. So it's amazing how quickly it's caught on. Because f- from me, as a newbie in China and Beijing, the sense that I get is that it's been around for quite some time. But de- but you've said it hasn't. So it just goes to show how impactful events like the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics and、um, this National Games that's currently ongoing can be. Um, for changing people's mindsets about winter sports and winter time in general, we certainly have done a lot to associate and sometimes enhance people's perception of winter sports. In the year 2022, when we、uh, scheduled the Winter Olympics, we had it coinciding with the celebrations of the Spring New Spring Festival.、Mm. Likewise, when、uh, this year, when we are talking about the National Winter Games, it also coincides with our celebration of the Spring Festival. And when it comes to winter sports, it's all about having fun. Together, likewise, it's all about having fun together for the Spring Festival. So、yeah. I wonder whether this association uh, would uh, continue. Uh, to have its impact on people's way of thinking, and p- maybe it'll work wonders. It's quite ironic,、forward. though, you know, all of this winter association with the spring festival. Like, it, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, it's a bit strange, but it's、right. it's definitely it's really impactful. Yeah, it's amazing.